This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Rocco Rossi, Alyssa Freeman, and Kevin Gadet. Kevin, as the former head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, uh, I'll get you to weigh in here. I mean, I guess it's just uh, red meat uh, in front. But look, the spending that takes place, the Taxpayers Federation is always moaning about it. I'm guessing uh, they're probably apoplectic about now because prior to an election, when the writ is dropped, the spending more or less stops uh, unless it's already in the pipeline. But uh, there have been, for example... In the week just past, 330 spending commitments made by the Liberals for a total of $2.85 billion. The week before that, 595 spending commitments for $4.9 billion. Uh, let's just keep it focused on where these uh, spending commitments are being made. New Brunswick and PEI uh, dominated the week of August 11 to 18. Uh, last week in Ontario, 110 projects, 110 funded for a combined $253 million. Quebec, 67 projects funded for $1.29 billion. B.C., 29 spending commitments worth a combined $34 million. And P.E.I., uh, 22 announcements worth a combined $13.3 million. Uh, and Veterans Affairs Lawrence uh, Minister Lawrence McCauley was responsible for 16 of those commitments worth $5.3 million. So really, uh, they're picking selectively, it looks like to me, uh, ridings across the country where maybe they want to shore up liberal support. I don't see any mention of Alberta or Saskatchewan, but you tell me how this game is played and whether or not uh, it will accrue to their benefit. Will people see it as a cynical vote-buying initiative? How is it perceived? That's probably a bit of both, actually. It depends on on, on the voter pool. Um, there's no doubt that this is... And, and to give credit to David Aiken, who collected the data from Global um, for putting together the database that comes up with this data, I see $8 billion and 900 and some announcements. Um, of course, people are cynical, but what's going to happen during the election will be the liberal incumbent will say, if you don't vote for me, this other, my opponent of party X, Y, or Z, will cancel you... Vote for me, or you will not get bridge, rec center, whatever, whatever train, whatever the the, the goodie was. Um, so in that in that in that sense, I think that there's uh, there are a good any non-zero number of voters who will be susceptible to that message. So that's why they can do it. Well, when you say yeah, uh, otherwise my opponent will cancel. I think that's what you see now. The benchmark, for example, the win liberals in the election campaign just completed had promised, you know, and set a standard so that uh, when Doug Ford comes in and doesn't meet the same standard, it's considered a cutback, <laughs> like they had already right. baked that into the equation that right. that was going to be the amount of money allotted. Uh, from an imaging perspective or a PR gambit, uh, how do you see this, Alyssa? Is this a winner? I mean, just spending all kinds of taxpayers' money and recruiting votes. I mean, people take the bait, don't they? Well, sometimes they do, and let's call it what it is. It absolutely is recruiting votes. I think the timing is also very interesting. There's a lot of spending and a lot of announcements going on, and what most like from an advertising perspective, would be called the dog days of summer. You know, those last couple weeks of August where people are not necessarily around. Um, I find the timing interesting. And I think that that timing is happening because they know what is to come in September. And there's a number of things that will hit them in September. So they do need some shoring up. One of those main things is when Jody Wilson-Raybould's big national book tour comes out. So if you start to sort of front load your messaging and get it out there and then, you know, 
at least you have maybe something to fall back on as she goes across the country, perhaps, uh, you know, bashing liberal deals um, or who knows what she's going to be saying. But it is sort of, I imagine it'll be a tell-all book. So I think that this is all very, very um, calculated uh, in, in a way that gives them some sort of foundation or some sort of basis to sort of hit back on what might happen. All right. Well, Rocco, as a CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, uh, dispensing largesse, is that something that you say uh, is actually of economic benefit or is there something more nefarious behind this? Look, at uh, since time immemorial, governments of all stripes uh, use their power. And these are, as Kevin has laid out, their, their commitments and they're set up as such to be planks uh, for talking points for the election, whether it's um, to signal to the country as a whole or to specific demographics or specific ridings that, uh, that they're targeting. That's not unusual. We prefer, uh, as the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, for spending to be done on a strategic basis, evidence-based, fact-based, so that uh, we benefit uh, the most across uh, all sectors of society. Um, but we understand that part of the price of democracy are uh, these games that happen. And, and if I can interrupt quickly, it's not just, I just want to check your language in the sense that you said you, you prefer spending. So these are promises, they're yeah, not, that, spending. not and that, spending. That's part of the issue here is that these are, quote, you know, scare quotes, commitments or promises which are easily conflated in the minds of people to be spending, right. which is the point. Which is a good... Uh, You've made that distinction, and that's appropriate. However, uh, Miriam Monsef, who's the uh, International Development Minister, uh, she announced last week that Canada would contribute $930.4 million, almost a billion dollars, to the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and a mal- a Malaria for 2020 to 2022. I know that we have international obligations, but uh, sometimes, you know, when you see that exorbitant amount or, you know, that rather large amount, a lot of people wonder if that's money well spent when we've got needs at home. How do you see it, Rocco? Well, it's not simply um, our global commitments. In a world where literally disease is one flight away um, because we are so globally connected, the fight against infectious diseases around the world is something that is not just about our global commitment, but it is very much uh, affects our, our, our citizens, our country, uh, not just as we travel, but because people are traveling that if they're infected can come into a, a, a population and suddenly that, uh, that spreads. So that's something that um, you know I, I certainly have a lot of time for, and I think it's strategic on a global basis. What about the 15 million and uh, a couple of water bombers to fight the fires in the Amazon? I mean, it almost seems like it's paltry in comparison, or I don't know if the perceived uh, catastrophe there is, and because it's being now suggested as a, a climate change thing, and this is where our government, you know, has made a lot of noise and they want to be uh, taking the virtuous position on all of that. How do you feel about the 15 million and the water bombers going there? Well, you know... Okay, first of all, I do think it's a catastrophe what's going on in the Amazon rainforest. Let me let, let, let me say that. And the reason that it's happening could be climate change. It also could be what, you know, they call about agribusiness, you know, making way for other things going on down there. 
I think that there's one one thing that we have to remember is right now Canada's abysmal, you know, international record. You know, our, our record with foreign relations and via Trudeau, there hasn't been a lot of wins. Like, let's just call call that for what it is. So when you say that you're going to give uh, almost a billion dollars to help fight infectious disease for all those good reasons that Rocco laid out, that's okay. That's number one. That's positioning us as a great citizen. Then when you go on and then you, the the whole thing about, you know, working to um, help uh, the Amazon rainforest by offering the water bombers and the, and, and the large uh, number is also fits in with their whole climate change and their whole environmental policy, depending on the day w- with the liberals. So yes, I look at it as, gee, that's a good thing. The jaded part of me looks at it going, well, that dovetails with our narrative about climate change. We're supporting that. And really, we've been really lousy for the last four years with everything else that we've been doing uh, internationally. So maybe this will help shore us up before an election. All right. Well, you did cite, by the way, agribusiness, because uh, there's some dispute as to what has caused the fires in the Amazon. And until that's clarified, I mean, uh, the knee-jerk response obviously is... And I sometimes think this is a cynical play uh, to suggest, well, it's climate change right away. That's the default position. And uh, people need to, I guess, drill down on that a little more because I don't think that's necessarily the root cause here. No, most of the reporting actually, while the extent of how it's spreading and how easily it's spreading, um, you can point to some climatic change issues at the root are farmers looking uh, to um, build a livelihood for themselves. And so they set fires uh, to take trees down so that they can uh, then pasture their their animals or they can plant. Uh, And so long as you have economic necessity, that's been um, something that's eaten into uh, jungles and forests for not just in the Amazon, but around the world for millennia. Let's come back in a moment. I wanted to speak to another thing that's obviously uh, started to, I guess, roil the campaign that's not yet underway formally. But uh, Maxime Bernier's billboard wasn't his, but a third party took it out. The billboard company, Patterson, backed off. Uh, He now believes they buckled to totalitarian leftist mob rule. We'll see how the panel feels about that next here on The Oakley Show. More topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.